Welcome in, Campo and Joe, ready to celebrate what was a playoff win. We're going to talk about how it was a playoff win. Joe C. from XL Primetime. You can catch me noon to three weekdays right here on the Superstation. And our head coach, Dave Campo, you're coming in a winner, coach. Hey, listen, uh, between my uh, two hot dogs yeah. at uh, at uh, All-American Hot yeah. Dog yeah. and a win, this is a great day. We are the champions. You know, that's what he's thinking right now. All right, now listen, we're going to get into all of it. We're going to go back and take a look at what led to a Titans win. Then we're going to look ahead to the Los Angeles Chargers. That will be the first home playoff game here since 2017. Jacksonville beat Buffalo without a, without a lot of offense that day and not a lot of offense Saturday night against the Tennessee Titans. So let's look back, Coach, first. It was just an enormous setting. Let's just talk about the scene first, and then let's just get into the game and go offense and defense and so on. But the thing that got me was just you've seen the stadium with other colors of other teams right. take up a lot of seats. Not so Saturday night. No, that it was, was teal. Yes. It was teal all the way. And they had those towels flying. Listen, I went to the uh, tailgate party mm-hmm. beforehand. Yeah. I'd never been to a tailgate party before. I got there early, went to it. And uh, I could tell that it was going to be a, a, a raucous night one way or another. Well, you know? let's shout out Bowl City Brigade, yes. Tail Street Hooligans, The Slab, uh, and all those Jaguar fans that we appreciate you all tuning into Campo and Joe. Absolutely. But you got treated to some of their hospi. I sure did. And uh, it was great. And, yeah. and I was surprised, as I mentioned to you mm-hmm. earlier, yeah. you know, if I'm in Dallas and I walk around, right. people know who I am through yeah. the city. Yeah. Even today. Down there, I was recognized a, a bunch of times, and it wasn't from being from Dallas. Yeah. It was from 1010XL and our podcast. Yeah. And, you know, that's it's awesome. just great that people had that kind of, you know, they're sports fans. And oh, yeah. That's why I was so excited about the win, because for the community, mm-hmm. fans, uh, I was in Cleveland and here in Jacksonville, yeah. and the fans here are as good as any. Cleveland, they just they – just, want to be good so bad, and they've been so bad for so long a period of time. This was great for the city. Yeah, it's awesome for the city. And just to tell you a little bit more about that Cleveland uh, pain, we brought this up when Joe Thomas was named as one of the Hall of Fame finalists. In his entire career, I think he had the longest consecutive streak of snaps played, over 10,000. But in those 10,000 snaps, he had six different head coaches, nine different offensive coordinators, two owners, and 22 quarterbacks. And you actually were around that Cleveland town about yes. that time. And so it ain't easy getting back to where this team's gotten back to. Well, here. you just you just left one thing out. Yeah. Not many wins. <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot of wins. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, so let's go back to, to Saturday night. Because I, I feel like the team was just a little on edge. They're playing for something they haven't had the luxury of playing for in a while. It's thanks to the hard work that they put in. This team put a win streak together. They were undefeated in December and then basically played for the AFC South Saturday night against the hated Titans, and they came out on top. Well, first of all, it's a great learning experience anytime you play in a game of that magnitude. But I can tell you from experience, that situation is more pressure Mm -hmm. on the team, quarterback, everything, than this game will be this, this Saturday night. Uh, because this one, uh, when you get to the playoffs, this team right now, it, there were so many uh, important reasons mm-hmm. for going number one, nine, and eight. 
Number two, winning that many games in a row. Number three, the community uh, to get to the playoffs, to win the division only for the second time. Those are all all big things. Now, the playoffs are big, but the big one is that three games down the road. This one is house money for this football Mm -hmm. team. So when you... When they take the field, they're going to be looser. Yeah, they're, That doesn't mean that they're not going to be ready. It means that they're going to be looser. There's going to be a little less pressure, and hopefully that's going to help the team. And yeah. going through a tough one like they did only helps, in my opinion. you got a cross-country trip for the L.A. Chargers coming over here, and I don't think you could say anything about the Chargers that you can 100% count on. I really don't. So we're going to look at that game and, and, and definitely dig into it, but... To your point, as far as beating a team that you hadn't beaten in a while, you swept the AFC South's Tennessee Titans for the first time in a long time, okay? This team is now above 500 in the division for the first time in a long time. They have slayed a lot of dragons this year. And I understand them playing a little tight because of how the enormity of what it was, but they came out of the of the locker room in the second half, and, and they settled down a little bit. And boy, did the defense step up and make big plays. They sure did. And and you know what we've seen that's been a that's really been a theme with this mm-hmm. team defensively. Yeah, you know, in the second half of games, you know, you don't get back from seventeen down right like they have in the past uh, without adjustments at mm-hmm. halftime on yeah. defense. And that was just another example of it. I think they just willed themselves. The reason we won that football game, no doubt, was the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, in the second, first of all, in the first half, they did. They gave up one touchdown, right? a bunch of field goals, and you don't win with field goals. And then the second half, they come out, they give up a field goal, and then punt, 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 yeah. fumble for, for, for a, uh, well, interception, mm-hmm. and then fumble for a touchdown, and then out on downs, that was a great second half. And they just came out, and I think they willed themselves to play the run better and, mm-hmm. and uh, shut down the big boy 38 yeah. yards in the second half. Yeah, yeah and it was a great ball game. For yeah, them. it was by committee. They, they said the last thing we are going to let happen is the diesel to take over and run over our defense. It's happened too many times. I think Doug Peterson, I love the way this coach downplays certain things. Uh, outside of the locker room, and then hypes these guys up and turns them into believers, and and get and they get the job done, um, which is what they had to do against Derrick Henry. Now they made Josh Dobbs look a little bit better than he probably is because right. they were so concentrated on stopping Derrick Henry. Absolutely, and you had to do that. Yeah. You had to put the game in his hands. You know, we commented. Rick Ballou sits next mm-hmm. to me, and Mia mm-hmm. uh, O'Brien sits on the other side in the press box. And we commented, uh, I've commented with them a number mm-hmm. of times about the fact that can this quarterback do it? Because yeah. the quarterback, they're giving the quarterback an opportunity to beat him. Yeah. They were going to make sure that guy didn't kill them, the big running mm-hmm. back, uh, mm-hmm. Henry. Yeah. And uh, when it came down to the the nut-cutting part mm-hmm. of the game, mm-hmm. he couldn't do it. No, no. You know, at the end, when you know the, he had some uh, really good opportunities that he didn't do, and that's how you play the game on defense. You've got to force them to do what they don't want to do in order to, to win. And they sent a few extra guys. Mike, Mike Caldwell designed, and in the beginning of the game, he also designed a couple of nice blitz calls Absolutely. with the safety coming in. And then in the second half, they really needed to dial it up at the right time. And you just felt like Josh Dobbs was working against a couple of clocks, Okay, the one up on the 
scoreboard, but then also he was running out of time to keep doing the same thing against this defense. They, like you said, they were going to get to him at some point late in the ball game. Right, and that's you know it's just uh, you know human nature. There was pressure on him as well. Yeah, oh, you yeah. know, and and he probably on the play that Jenkins made on him, mm-hmm. he probably held the ball a little too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what happens when it when it's. When it's time that final time yeah. you got you know that you got to execute, it's a little tougher. And this win streak that this team has been on, we can give Trevor a ton of credit. He hasn't turned the football over. We'll get to that fumble in a minute, but he hasn't turned the football over very often. And the offense deserves a lot of credit for what they've been able to do, but also what Mike Caldwell has been able to do. And you and I, I, I keep looking at you and complimenting you because I know you might have had a little something to do with it, but simplifying the defense, right? Uh, has gone a long way to freeing up Josh Allen, letting Rayshon Jenkins make his share of plays, putting Darius Williams outside. A lot of things have happened in the second half of this season. Yeah, and, and I think some of it was a learning. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I think some of it was a learning experience for, mm-hmm. for Mike. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember back when I was got my first coordinator job, 95, mm-hmm. uh, and we actually won a Super Bowl that year, yeah. but it took me a little while because I wasn't going to do anything different mm-hmm. than what I knew and right. what we had done. Right. And by the time I finished, we were, you know, changing up defenses and, mm-hmm. you know, we ran zone blitzes that we didn't run all year the last three or four ball games in the playoffs. Right. And they ended up with us winning a Super Bowl on yeah. two zone blitzes. Yeah. And we hadn't done it. But that's, I don't think he was, you know, I think he tried to do too much early Mm -hmm. because they'd had success doing a lot of different things with Todd Bowles. And Todd was experienced. He Mm -hmm. knew how to Mm -hmm. adjust to those. But when you do a lot of things, it's harder to make adjustments. You know, when when, when you're doing simple things and your guys know what they're doing, you know immediately if somebody hits a run, somebody's out of a gap. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing a bunch of different blitzes and different coverages – it's hard to adjust to yeah. that. And they simplified about halfway through the year, and, mm-hmm. and it's been really positive defense Heck from that yeah. time on. Especially when you consider seven, eight, nine guys at any one time were all brand new, either draft picks or free right. agents, the rotation guys on the defensive front. And then you lost to Dewan Smoot uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I'll tell you what, before we get to the offense, I'm going to shout out Corey Peters because uh, he. Uh, we know who the other big names are that have been here. This cat comes in and limited opportunity made some really big plays. Yeah, night. he was perfect for that ball game. Yeah, because you know he's a big uh, guy and a, and a physical big guy, space eater, yeah. right? And experienced. Yeah, and and he made some plays. Yeah. There's no question about it. And you know we've already said it. Mm-hmm. You know the lack of running game in the second half. Yeah, it, uh, you know added gave that opportunity for mm-hmm. those. Yeah. Those punts and those three and outs and those kind of things. All right, so this defense stopped that running game. What stopped the Jaguars' running game? Well, you know, we talk about it a lot about when when I was here and to, I like to, you know, I mm-hmm. you know I like to yeah. go back to my you know yeah. Dallas days and were you were back, here you were here under Del Rio yeah, when they went with to the, the Jacksonville days. Yeah. Well, when yeah. I was here in five, six, and seven, we had Stroud and Henderson were the two big inside tackles mm-hmm. and. uh you know, they controlled the running game. If you have to double team, you know, uh, the uh, a guy inside, right. you're, you're losing a, an opportunity. If they can't get mm-hmm. to the second level to the linebackers, 
you know, you got a problem offensively running the football. Mm -hmm. Well, they had a couple guys in Simmons and Tart inside. Remember, we have a older guard Mm -hmm. in Sheriff. Yeah. Not that he's not good. He's experienced, but he's a little older. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you got a rookie center and you've got a really a a backup that's played really good. A journeyman guy that's played good. But you got two big guys in there, and they controlled the line of scrimmage pretty yeah. well in the running game with those guys, and it's it's tough sledding. Yeah. Now, I think early, we were actually forcing the run too many times, Right. but it was because Doug knows that the key to this football team is being able to run enough mm-hmm. to where we can utilize the play-action game. And mm-hmm. and we can keep those guys off the quarterback, mm-hmm. and it and it just didn't happen. Yeah. We just couldn't get the running game going, and then once it was eliminated, the second half, that's when we started getting pressure on the quarterback more yeah. than at other times. Mm-hmm. And three and outs, three and out, three and oh, out, yeah. yeah, was because of the pressure on the quarterback yeah. and no run. Yeah, they definitely uh, made enough things happen in the second half to frustrate. I would think the play caller, Todd Fleming. I would think, uh, obviously, the quarterback and then the, and then Derrick Henry, the running back. And back to this offensive side, Travis Etienne didn't have a whole lot of uh, rushing yards. Uh, Jermichael Hasty did make a couple plays, also was important when it came to uh, pass protection. And so they wanted to have him out there. I don't know exactly where Etienne was at health-wise. I think that's going to be a little bit of a question going into this next game. But quickly point out, Coach, what you've already seen from the L.A. Chargers and what you think this team can do differently. Well, first of all, I think we're going to be able to run the football. Mm -hmm. I think the offense is statistically, our statistics, and you know, of course, everybody says statistics are for losers, Mm -hmm. and that's probably true. But when you're looking at, uh, you know, you you have to go deeper than that. You have to go to the Mm matchups. But if you look at statistics, our statistics are actually better on offense than theirs are Mm -hmm. in a number of different categories. But the one that sticks out more than anything else between the two teams is they give up 5.4 yards a rush. Massive. Number 32 in the league. Yeah. Now, you know, if we can run the football, which I believe we can, that opens up everything as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And, again, you don't have to run the ball 30 times. You just have to run it about 20. Right. And, but you've got to make some yardage, get into the third and shorts. You get into the second down situation, second and five. Right. Six, where you can play action pass, mm-hmm. and if you don't make it, you come back and get the first down with a with a, a high percentage yeah. pass. Yeah. And if we can do that and stay out of the third longs, because they they also have some pass rushes mm-hmm. and Bosa and and uh, Khalil Mack, you know some oh, of those yeah. things. We've got to stay out of those, but I think we'll be able to run the ball, and it opens up everything else for us. You know, the the thing that I think we've seen from Doug Peterson is when that run game is there, and and let's let's just rewind real quick. He might have been a little stubborn when it came to his pass versus run decisions when he was calling plays. There were very few runs early in this year. Well, he obviously has changed that, and he's brought ETN in. They said goodbye to James Robinson. They've had plays for Jermichael Hasty, But instead of having a post-it note of possible plays, you can have that Waffle House menu Absolutely. that I always refer to if they can run the football. Yeah, and, and uh, there's no question that we're going to have to – do some things on offense mm-hmm. because they have an awful lot of firepower on offense. Mm-hmm. So I believe this game is, I think that first game with them was kind of a bit of an anomaly of how well was, we played defense, but they had yeah. some bad, uh, you know, one receiver out. Mm-hmm. 
uh, quarterback banged up. Yeah, and Derwin James. And Derwin James not there. Joey Bosa goes out in the right, game. Right, in the game, early. Yeah. And so uh, this is going to be a full complement probably, and we're gonna. it's going to be a scoring ball game. Yeah. You know, there's going to be probably 60 points maybe mm-hmm. scored in the game. Yeah. That's well, that's a fact of life. Yeah, you got to be able to keep. So up. it's going to be. It's going to. We're going to have to do some things offensively. Mm-hmm. But I believe that the defense that holds serve mm-hmm. enough times is going to win the football game. Mm-hmm. They let the Broncos score thirty points the other yeah. day. So yep. you you have to be able to take advantage of those matchup nightmares right. that you might be able to create uh, for the Chargers. Uh, Christian Kirk six catches, ninety nine yards, sixteen and a half uh, average. Zay could have had a touchdown. We, we, there was the overthrow from Trevor. But the bottom line is is that there are enough good guys making plays in this offense that it can come from any one of them if they if they can get it going. Yeah, I think that's why the offenses are similar. Yeah, You know, we don't have a, a quote number one, but mm-hmm. we've said right from the beginning this has mm-hmm. been a little bit of a committee. Well, they're kind of a committee yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got a couple of receivers other than – Allen and, mm-hmm. and, you know, when they put the tight end in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they've got some receivers, but our receivers have done everything that we've asked of them yeah. this year. Yeah, you, you'll need to know Everett and Palmer. Those are two other Absolutely. guys that will make plays for L.A. Obviously, Eckler is a dangerous, dangerous weapon that can right, do a lot of right. different things. You know, he's almost more dangerous in a passing game yeah. than he is in a running game. Yeah. He catches balls, and he's good in the open field. Mm-hmm. So. You know, they've got firepower. Right, right. But we have some firepower as well. As long yeah. as we can get the running game going, uh, I think Christian Kirk and, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand yards. Uh, you know, Ingram's got a bunch. That'll, this'll be a, a game that he'll kind of mm-hmm. be a factor in. Mm-hmm. Zay Jones has got a bunch. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's, we've got some firepower as well. Well, there were uh, a couple of bonuses that were up for grabs, uh, with Zay if he had reached a certain yardage and, and, and touchdown number. And the same thing with Christian Kirk. He was playing for about a half million bucks uh, the other well, night. Well, he made it. Yeah, which is great. You know, when you think <laughs> about that, it's pretty awesome. And so that's the type of productivity that you're getting from this offense. All right, so last week I asked you Doug Peterson versus Mike Vrabel, and it was a pretty good coaching matchup. I'm not going to call it a chess match. This was more of a, you know, kind of a slugfest. Right. Because Mike Vrabel was just going to take chances, come up with trick plays, do whatever he possibly could uh, to, to make things happen out of the ordinary. Uh, this team offensively, like we said, didn't necessarily have its best game. Now, Brandon Staley, defensive guy, but is a big risk taker. This yes. guy will take a lot of chances. Uh, Whatever Doug did on fourth down, Staley probably did it two or three times as, as often. What do you think about this coaching matchup? Well, the pressure is going to be more on him than mm-hmm. it is Doug Peterson. True, true. I can tell you that right from the beginning. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if they don't win, there's, be on it, him. there could be some yeah. uh, movement there. Yeah, you know, and that puts the pressure on him. Uh, you know, uh, when you're playing with house money, mm-hmm. it's easier to make. Those kind of decisions. Right. When you're not in their situation, they're not. We are. Mm-hmm. And so I don't look at him being as aggressive as he's been in the past. I think he's going to somewhat play it close to the vest, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it's important that they don't make any mistakes in this ball game. Right. And to me, 
Uh, I think Doug has is, is done a great job. I think he should be coach of the year. There's not any yeah. doubt in my mind. He may not get it, but he should. And, uh, you know, Staley is really, uh, in my mind, playing for his job a little bit. I've been screaming from the mountaintops. Uh, you know, Brian Dable, he did an okay job. He did a good job up yeah. in New York. Yep. But, but by no means should he be the shoe-in uh, for Coach of the Year. I'll put Dan Campbell up there, too. But I would put Doug, Doug Peterson at the top right yeah, now. And yeah, and you also have to look at the Eagles if they win the whole thing. Yeah, Sirianni's that might been be, tremendous. That might be a, a – but, again, I don't think anybody has made the jump that this gentleman has done here yeah. Yeah. with this football team. I, yeah. It's it, no question he – he did the coaching job of the year, whether he's the coach of the year or not. Well, you go back and you take a look. Seven of the 14 teams to qualify for the playoffs are new to the postseason this year. Jacksonville's being being one of them. And you go back since 1990, we have had 33 consecutive seasons where at least four teams that wasn't in the playoffs the year before has made it in. And so that's the beautiful thing. This ain't college football, people. This right. isn't Georgia and Alabama and, and Ohio State and all them running it back. This is... An ever-changing, parody-driven yeah. league. It's it. That's the way the league is designed, and uh, you know that's what keeps interest. You know, all those teams that were six and eight, mm-hmm. seven and eight, eight and eight. All those teams, their people in the stands thought they had a chance to get to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And and that's you know in the last couple ball games, that's what keeps everybody in in the game. Exactly. There and it were... keeps the teams in the game as well. Yeah. You're going to get quality play out of almost everybody in those situations. Yeah, I think there were 19 teams that had playoff implications going into this last week and I mean that really is right to your point. Yep. And just the fact that we keep seeing the turnover, you had Jacksonville, you had Minnesota, uh, they were teams that missed the postseason last year. The Philadelphia Eagles, they did make it last year, got handled in the first week, and then they came back and, and played their way to a number one seed. Yeah, and i tell you another thing. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nothing better. You know, when we had three games to go and we were controlling our own destiny, mm-hmm. because I've been there. You see what happened if we'd have lost the ball game mm-hmm. and we're counting on other people to get you in. Yeah. Scary. Doesn't yeah. all doesn't happen very often yeah. that you think anybody that's supposed to win. Yeah. Just when you think you're in, you're out. Just right. when you think you're out, you're in. Yeah. It's it, it's a crapshoot yeah. when you get in that situation. It's a helpless feeling too. Oh, it really is it's because awful. Seattle was sitting there waiting to see if Detroit was going to be able to beat Green Bay, and I don't think too many people thought that was going to go down the way it is. I took four and a half in Detroit, so I was pretty happy. Oh, look, but, uh, you're, you're an expert. That's, that's no, that was one of the, I only mentioned the ones I got right. I got yeah. about 10 of them wrong. <laughs> Don't even worry about that, Coach. That's for sure. All right, so uh, uh, let's just leave them with one more thought. Just as far as what do you think Doug Peterson and, and company, they say, okay, we got to fix this, and we need a little more of that. Uh, what what jumps to mind? I would think the run game jumps to mind well, for me. Yeah, first of all, that's yeah. that's one of the keys, yeah. and I think you know from that standpoint, from an offensive standpoint, that's really the only thing they really have to fix. Mm-hmm. They've got to make sure they can run the football. On defense, I, I think we got to get a little better start. Okay, you know, and 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 that's you know really comes down to you know being able to decide how they're going to handle. Uh, the two receivers, if mm-hmm. they're going, uh, you know, they've got other guys like we talked about, oh, but yeah. you have to con- kind of control Allen and yeah. and especially Williams. Yeah. I, I, Williams scares me more than Allen does for some reason because, he, because he's he... so big and and he's the he's the yards per catch 
leader yeah. of that group. Uh, you mentioned his his yak yards or just his yards. Yeah. Period. He averages, uh, you know, just a, a I think fourteen something. A big like that. number. Well, let's see. He's, if you go through his year, he is hauled in one of his best games was against the Browns, where he had ten catches for one hundred and thirty four yards. Coach. Right. He's had other games where he's averaged seventeen per. Uh, per game, 15 yards per game. So he's averaged 14.2. 14.2, yeah. 895 yards on 63 catches. Right. Uh, he's only been in the end zone four times, which yeah. is a little bit of a mm-hmm. surprise. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he is that big guy that you're going to have to play physical ball with. Right. And and again, I think that that's the biggest thing they've got to do is they've got to decide. First of all, I think you're going to have to take care of the passing game because there are mm-hmm. way high numbers of passes to the run game. Yeah. Eckler can hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to make sure you you know you know what he's doing and how much they're running and when they're running. Those are things that they have to decide going into the ballgame. All right, Coach, what we will do is at the end of the week, we'll have another little social media. You can find us uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook. We'll try and post it in all those different places. But we'll give you two or three keys to the game. Uh, we always have fun doing it. Appreciate you being here and being part of this. He was part of you all out at the slab on Saturday night. And we'll see if we get another great Saturday night coming up this Saturday. Jags v. Chargers. Joe C., you can listen to XL Primetime, noon to three, say hello. And, of course, Coach Campo. We appreciate you listening. Go Jags.